You've found an encore presentation of the Taxi Stand Hour. Catch John and Ed as they broadcast live weekly, and join the conversation. Go to RadioTFI.com for schedules, information, and more. And now, enjoy the show. You found the Taxi Stand Hour. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT. 754-800-2428. On Twitter, at Taxi Standard. From a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah? And change your behavior so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing a behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing a behaviour so you don't give it to somebody else. Well, thank you there, baby Oliver. And, of course, uh, thank you, Professor Medley. Thank you, Gerald. Thank you, Jesus. And I guess I better thank old Christ over there in the other room, he, too, he's, so. he's in the corner, yes. He's in the corner. Okay, the corner. good. All right, well, it is that time again. It's Sunday. You know, it's, I'm surprised I haven't tripped over. Monday! That's right. It's Sunday, December 27th of uh, 2020, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour right here on Radio TFI and on the Radio TFI streaming network. Yeah, that's right. Guess what I got? Yay! Had to brush all the damn snow off of it from New York, but that's another story. <sighs> from the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. And from the source of all that snow, and I think he was just hold on. I think the post office uh, really didn't have this all along. He just wanted to make me wait. But anyways, from the Radio TFI Executive Tower, right there in Queens, New York, it is Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, sir. Did you happen to find a sippy cup in that box? I know, I sure didn't. Good morning, kids and kittens. Uh, welcome aboard. We hope your holiday was everything that you wanted it to be, everything you needed it to be, and everything it should have been. Uh, we are here from the uh, from the freezing cold tundra that is New York City. We're at about oh, 28 degrees now, and uh, we're going to be at, in the 50s for New Year's Eve. We're going to be in the 50s, but we, we're right now, we, we, we're in a cold spell with a wind chill of about 18 degrees, and um, this is not what I, we had a very mild winter last winter and, uh, even the winter well, before wasn't, yeah, even the winter before wasn't so bad and, uh, damn it, we were getting hit with this stuff before it was actually winter. Anyway, welcome <laughs> aboard. We're glad to have you, John. The hat looks spectacular for those of you listening on the podcast or live here on radio TFI. Uh, John, John's hat's arrived. We've, we've put, 
photographs have been posted on the social media. He's wearing his. I'm wearing mine. It's uh, you two. We're going to talk a little bit about about uh, how you can get your own hat. And they're very, very stylish hats, by the way, even if I do say right. so myself. No, for for the uh, it's funny because on my personal Facebook, I've had people ask, you know, how, you know, they want one and what not even from one person I hadn't heard from. Even though he's a Facebook friend, I haven't heard from him in, in like forever. But there you go. For those watching on the video feed, that's uh, that's how uh, how you can get him. He pulled it down. But anyways, uh, yeah, just uh, all we want is your voice. Let go, us your voice. Go to the website. It's all there. Uh, if you're watching the video, we're, we're showing a couple of the folks that have the hats. There's Mike King uh, down, down there in South Florida who got his hat within two days. There's uh well there's there's yours truly with uh, what's his name uh there there's our good pal Athen down in <laughs> Perth Australia who got us who got his hat before my I did <laughs> days before days before yeah. uh and there there's Donald he is he is the, the the father of the queen of all hacks Christine Herbert who by the way we're still waiting for a photo Christine. But anyway, we, uh, we 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 appreciate all the help that those friends of the show and those friends of the station have given us. And uh, so, if you want to get on the get in on the festivities, and it is a pretty good hat, uh, just go to the website. It's all there. Believe me, you'll be bombarded with it as soon as you click on the website. There's, it'll take you right to the page. There's uh, we're not we're not messing around with this. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. John, how was your Christmas? Well, I've we had a we had an enjoyable Christmas here. It was uh, uh, the only ones from outside our our actual house who came by were uh, my oldest stepdaughter and and her boyfriend, and uh, otherwise everybody that's already in the family is already lives there. So mm-hmm. it isn't like we had a big, you know, a huge outside gathering or anything like that. Uh, nobody had to fly anywhere. Uh, ice fun. skating might have been uh, <laughs> a preferred uh, mode of transportation, but uh, no, nobody had nobody had to fly or take a greyhound or anything to that effect. Oh, good. Uh, good. But uh, oh my God, you want to talk about you, you talked about the weather there here on Wednesday. Started out forty degrees and a. Just a miserable rainy, yeah, uh, rain in December. Um, it turned over almost instantly. A big cold front came through, changed it all over to snow. Next thing you know, we got a freaking blizzard, a literal blizzard going on here. Oh, yeah. And we didn't get, didn't get that much snow out of it. I think uh, here in Egan, I think we managed to muster six or seven inches of snow out of it not that big of a deal well yeah, i'm gonna stop you right there because last week we got six or seven inches here and it was a big deal oh i know you <laughs> pussies go ahead continue on sir <laughs> but uh, the, the bad part about it was all that rain it had fallen beforehand it turned to ice. Oh yeah! So it was, it was a nice, nice 
fresh skating rink just about right. anywhere. I didn't try driving anywhere on when I took, while it was still raining, I took like three or four rides. Uh, and then I said, I pulled off. I said, I am where I want to be. I've got it. I made my stop at, uh, at Walmart and made it a couple of other stops. Got, you know, last minute gifts and everything that I had to get. And, uh, we, uh, I basically hibernated until, uh, oh, I did wind up leaving the house for a little bit on Christmas Eve for, for, for God knows I forget what, but it, it, that was a nasty little snow, nasty little blizzard they had rolling through here. But I, I have a question. How do I get on the Walgreens last minute Christmas gift list? How far down, how far down on that list do you have to be? to be on the Walgreens last minute Christmas gift. Who are you buying for on Christmas Eve at Walgreens? Did I say Walgreens? It should have been Walmart. Same difference. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Good. I'm glad you had an enjoyable Christmas. Uh, how did baby Oliver do? Had a good time. He I'll was. He he, I think he was overwhelmed, to tell you the truth, because we he just got all kinds of goodies and. Well, uh, this is really his first Christmas that he's really aware of everything. Uh, am I correct? Mm -hmm. So yes. now you 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 uh, you shared some big baby Oliver news there just before we went on the air. Uh, would you care to repeat it to the listening audience? Oh, baby Oliver has figured out how to open doors. And, yeah. what, and what was my response? It's time to put him down. <laughs> Cards and letters, folks. Don't get me wrong. I like kids, especially with a little barbecue sauce. Oh, there he went. Oh, and there's Shaletta, my two faves, he says. Nah. Hi, honey. Uh, are we ready for the... For the uh, bah, 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 bah. All right, let me see if I can't break... I'm sorry I asked. You did. No, I'll Oliver can open up doors, so uh, just uh, don't be surprised if at some point in time we if he hears something you didn't or he hears something from you that he didn't like. Don't be surprised if we are paid a visit. Well, just, first off, you keep your headsets on so he can't hear the show. Second, I seriously doubt he's listening to the live broadcast right now. I'm just trying to picture Oliver in his in his little room with his headphones on. No, Mom, don't bother me. I'm listening to the taxi stand now. <laughs> Can you believe that son of a bitch really said that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I want video proof of that. I want proof of that. Uh, we, we've already got him uh, being overly dramatic with his... Uh... Man, I want to know what he hit that day. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's... let's... You realize that, that was how long that's been since he... That's been six or seven months yeah. since he did, did, did that, too. It's, so it's... it's been a while. And uh, lo and behold, he's still talking. Who knew? Who knew they continue to speak? Uh, oh my god! Hey, let's let's knock this out of the way. We got our big year-end uh, stock report here, so let's. Uh... It's the Radio TFI Stock Market Watch. 
Brought to you by We're Still Looking for a Sponsor. This is the year-end report. We're going we're gonna to look at where they started the year, where they finished the year, and why the hell do I have the volume on that up so loud? <laughs> we're going to let it fade out. All right, so... Very good questions. Yeah, all good questions. Uh, some will be answered. Others will just remain a mystery. Uber started 2020 at $30.99. They finish the year as of Friday. Well, as of this Friday, $52.88. So they've come up 20-some-odd dollars, 20, $22 and change uh, since, since then. Their low, the low was, let me nail that, it was March 18th. They were down to $14.82. We had them on the mat. We had them on the ropes. They were yeah. down to nothing. So now let's go over to uh, to their girlfriend, Lyft. Lyft began the year at $43.58. And they're ending the year about five bucks higher at, at $48.86. That's where they, as of Friday, their, their low was $14.56. Let me get let me get that uh, that date here. It's not. It was sometime in March, right about the same time as Uber. It's not giving me a, a, a correct date, but so so there you have it. That's your. Uh, they they've both, well. They've they've both picked up ground in the past year, but boy oh boy, it's a roller coaster ride. You look at these stock charts, it's a roller coaster ride. I would hate to have money involved in these, man. Man, uh, and well, by the way, I mean, you remember with that is is you know we were talking to the people who were who were uh, playing the market. What was it playing? Uh, oh, I forget now uh, what the term was, but basically they were the margins. No, the mar- yeah, they um, they were there were people that were uh, but, but they were betting on Uber and Lyft to lose their right, for a while. right, 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 right. They were rooting on that. Uh, but uh, now they've just kind of come and they've just kind of settled in and uh, right. Nobody's uh, still making any money on it, but yeah. Well, no, no, exactly. And it's, it's I mean, still- uh, unless you're one of these people that a- actually able to were able to get in in March at at fourteen or fifteen dollars. And then got out again in the summer when it was up in the 30s. You know, then you doubled your money. But you got to have the timing to do that. You got to have, that's gambling. Excuse me. Seriously. That, that, that is gambling. And that is and something. Time, when they were down or when they were down around uh, uh, 14 there, there was no reason to believe that they were going to do anything but go further down. Right, right. And, uh, no. Be that as it may, we're we're just gonna we're gonna leave that sit right there. There's no point in uh, I, I don't want to give them any more time today. It's the end of the year. It's the uh, 2020. Just a couple more days until we say, see ya. And uh, so, so do you feel any? I mean, because I was just looking at this story here that I I did find, and you know, just like for everybody else. Uh, my present company included here. 2020 uh, was a disastrous year for Uber drivers. Well, it's hard to feel sorry for them because... I, I don't. 
because let's face it, we all, I mean, there are some people, let's put it this way. I put myself in the category as I'm still lucky enough to be working. There are plenty of people uh, who can't eat or who aren't even working, who are, are totally screwed. That's right. Um, and I, I, I don't when I when I see stories like this that it was a disastrous year. Well, you know, if they were going to go out and work, uh, of course they're they're referring to in this story. Ref- and I'm not going to bore you with reading it, but um, thank you. It's to- a Christmas miracle. They're referring to the fact that, you know, in one, you know, that they had people getting in their cars uh, who, you know, were coughing their fool heads off and were convinced, you know, pretty sure everybody in the car was convinced that the passenger had the virus and what have you. And there was really no no set precaution. Now they have since now gone through uh, and, and taken some precautions, but... Um, they still don't have one of the things that I think is is one of the the biggest things uh, is that, that there is actually a should be a protocol for cleaning out these cars between rides. Uh, you should actually have a shield like you know like I do and like uh, most of the the uh, taxi drivers in this uh, in this market here in Minneapolis. You should have some sort of a shield up, uh, just anything to to stop all this air, you know, all this cough, all these germs from coming up into the into the driver's compartment. And then, like I said, afterwards, you know, you need to go in there with a mask. You need to go in there with goggles, and you need to go in there with an industrial size can of Lysol. Which, uh, <laughs> by the way, Lysol has become harder to. Uh, uh, harder to obtain than toilet paper here no, of late. Kidding. But uh, oh my god, it's fine. I finally found some at Walmart. As a matter of fact, the other day and I picked up a, a couple of cans. But I went and found some guy. Uh, you want to talk about a black market? Uh, about two. About two. Uh, I'll say about four weeks ago. Uh, there was this guy. Uh, or a little gas station, a little mom and pop gas station who had a boatload of Lysol. And I bought him out of it. Really? He had like 12 cans and I bought him out of it. Panic much? And it was, it was yeah, and it wasn't cheap. It, they were like, it was somewhere in the vicinity, I think, of about $9 per can. So you're hounding me for free hats, but you're spending nine bucks a can on Lysol. Just so I understand. Well, you just you got it. You you're right, absolutely. Um, but by the way, Lysol has finally come out and advertised um, out uh, on television, uh, doing television ads that they are that the product is actually uh, good for uh, the coronavirus, which is something. If you read the can and you read all the fine print, it uh, you know. Specifically you know says it specifically says it's not good for that. Yeah, right. Read it. Read <laughs> the can. Nice try. There's a couple. Of, there's a couple of them that uh, are like that. They uh, 
if you read the fine print, it tells you, because the coronavirus is not new. They've had coronaviruses for decades now. They've been working on coronaviruses. <clears throat> Excuse me. So uh, the type of virus is not new. This particular strain is new. Um, but since we're on... <clears throat> hey, my apologies, ladies and gentlemen. Airball. Hashtag professional big time, uh, big time professional radio. I can't even get that right. Hashtag big time professional radio. Uh, just, just a little, thank you. Thank you. May, uh, may all your teeth fall out except one and you have a massive toothache in that one. <laughs> it's an old well, Johnny. I'll be able to give you the middle tooth. <laughs> it's an old Johnny Carson Karnak bit. <laughs> may a diseased camel come in. So anyway, on the Twitter, uh, a gentleman by the name of Matt Elliott at Graphic Matt was uh, put out a tweet, and this was in Toronto. Uh, one of the one of the city councilors there uh, wanted a report on how a business establishment establishment such as Adamson Barbecue is permitted to operate without a, a business license. A little background here: this has been a big big story up in Toronto. This apparently this barbecue place is just doing their own thing. There's no licenses. There's no they're, they're blowing through all the COVID protocols, et cetera, et cetera. And it's become a big, big story up there. Uh, our own queen of all hacks, Christine Hubbard, replied to this. Thusly, Uber and its drivers operated in Toronto for at least four years without licenses. Cars still aren't licensed. Multiple assaults and car accidents and no one cared. Why would barbecue guy follow rules if something that big didn't? Maybe he took a page from Uber's playbook. Why wouldn't he? And she's right. I was advocating for that when I was still down in Broward County. Uh, I said to the president of the company, why Why are we paying annual permit fees? Why are we doing this? They're breaking the law. I, I mean, civil disobedience, that's what's called for here. Uh, we can put the permit, we can put the, 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 uh, the registration fees uh, in escrow, but why would we give the money to the county who were doing literally nothing for us? You know, and they're allowing others to. Obviously, that didn't work out. But anyway, good for you, Christine. As oh. as always, well said, well spoken, and uh, uh, she should be in charge of all of the taxi cabs all over the world. Well, it's like I've said. Uh, Many, many times here with our company, we're doing this pretty much the same thing as far as saying, well, you know, to hell with it. We're going to, we didn't uh, just uh, go through and say, we're not, uh, we're not going to pay. We're just going to operate a bunch of gypsy camps, but we went a little different route. We went through the state of Minnesota as opposed to, uh, as opposed to uh, going through each one of these individual municipalities here, uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul, uh, even a few uh, second and third tier suburbs had their own taxi licensing mm-hmm. there for a while. Just said, screw this. We're just registering as a, basically uh, doing a, a, a DOT type license and, 
it, it doesn't matter. We're still charging. We're still getting taxi rates and whatnot. The only big, the only big difference is, is we're not accepting street hails. But if somebody calls for service, you, you, uh, you can provide the service. We're providing the service. So and, now, so now the cities of, of Minneapolis, St. Paul, and whoever else are now out all those, uh, all those fees. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. We're not the only ones, too. The other large company in the uh, uh, in the um, Twin Cities has done the same thing. Blue and White has basically done the same thing. They have about a handful of city licensed cabs just for the sake of holding on to right the city. They're, but they're keeping the bare minimum. Just so exactly. basically, they're keeping one foot in the door is what they're doing. Exactly. Sure, I get that. I get that. And um, I've, of course, you know, uh, Christine's a much smarter person than I am. And oh, I, she, no question. You know, well, it's, I didn't even, that's one of those things that didn't need to be say, but said. But, but it never hurts to say it again. <laughs> nonetheless, uh, I, I've suggested up there that that's the way, you know, see if you, hey, See if you get some relief from the state, from the uh, province. Uh, province. <coughs> see if you see if, uh, you know, why are they paying? Why are you paying all these, all this money uh, to the city of Toronto when you are getting, I mean, they are just sticking it to you in every, in every which way uh, and, and getting no protection whatsoever. I'd say, hell, go to Ontario, go, go to the province of Ontario there and see if he, you can't get, uh, see, you know, see if you can't get some relief there. Maybe um, take it, take it out of the taxi. Take the, you know, push, make, uh, market yourself as a transportation company. I, and I, I'll be quite honest with you. That was the suggestion I made to Yellow Cab down in Broward uh, when all this was going on and all hell was breaking loose. I said, why don't we take X amount of our cars? and turn them into strictly TNC cars. Work off the mm -hmm. app, no street hells. I said, heck, we don't even have to do a lot of work on the decals because you just you just take the B in cab, you cut out a little bit and it says car, yellow car. Take out that lower quarter of the B. Boom, you're done. Yeah. Take the meter out and you're, you're good to go. Uh, I thought it was a, you know, they're sitting there with cars empty, empty. I, I said, put these on the road. Put them on the road. It's just, you know, strictly uh, uh, app-based dispatch. They can only get dispatch. They're not taxis. Not that that would have stopped anybody, but, you know, legally. And, and well, I get I get my my business the same way, and I'm, I don't know if they're doing that in Broward, in Broward now, but... Uh, I'm getting my business the same way that Uber and Lyft drivers sure. do through an app. Sure. Essentially, so. uh, uh, a lot of the business in Broward, well, when I left, the app was catching on uh, as for the business that was still remaining. Uh, and yes, by, by, the story I like to tell is how when Yellow Cap first premiered its app, it was horrible and it had a stupid name. Uh, but that being said... <laughs> All over the country. No, no, no. This was a really, really stupid. My cab for with the number four. Oh, it was stupid. It was just stupid, stupid, stupid. 
Um, so one of the things uh, they had some of us doing were, were handing out uh, cards to people. Here, use the app. First time you use it, you got five or ten bucks towards your fare. You know, as a way to get people interested in using the app. Well, it was interesting because what I heard, and this is going back seven, eight, nine years, uh, people saying, oh, no, no, I don't want to use that. I'll, I'll just call for a cab. I'd rather call on the phone. Well, fast forward a couple of years. Oh, I don't, I don't want to call on the phone. I just, I like Uber. They have an app. Meanwhile, as I've always said, Yellow Cab then developed a better app with a better name. <laughs> and uh, it was a fantastic app. It still is, as far as I know. I haven't opened it in a while. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's the big problem that I've seen. And again, I'm out of the business is the fact that taxi cab companies you have multiple companies per uh, municipality to get everybody under one app that's the problem see I land in Minneapolis who do I want do I want tip top taxi do I want clown taxi do I want blue and white taxi you know do I want I taxi uh, then I got to find their app or their phone number. Meanwhile, uh, I mean, Uber's, oh, oh yeah, I open my app, boom, 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 push a couple of buttons, and a guy shows up who's going who's gonna to uh, drop me off in the middle of nowhere because he doesn't know what he's doing. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, there's, there's issues there. There are issues that need to be resolved. And But anyway, uh, I was going for a point there. I got lost. You got lost. I, I got lost. I, I, I understand. I wandered off the trail. I'm stuck in the woods somewhere, and I have no idea how to get out. <laughs> I'm going to have to wait so till morning. The lines are open, by the way. 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428. And what do you want uh, your finger? Because I forgot, because I uh, tried to call it earlier. No, and... no, 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 no. But what else? What, what can we do this week that we couldn't do last week? Oh. Oh, Ed actually figured out, flipped some switch over there on that side, and he actually can participate in the conversation. Yeah. I'm not going to lie uh, to you. What happened was a few weeks ago, I started using the different browser for doing the show. I used to use Firefox. Now I'm using Chrome. Don't ask. And I thought I transferred all the settings. Apparently, I did not. It's, you know, well, Guess what, Buster? Yeah, thought wrong. I thought wrong. I thought wrong. Said the guy who threatens, who purposely shows up late every week. Today, don't get me wrong. Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Oh, what are you going to whine about now, huh? What he, are you, my, my little snowflake, what are you going to whine about now? He showed up early and set everything up this morning, which I'm not happy about. I'm not happy about. Because now he's going to feel that he's entitled to why the man feels the need to take a 10, 15 minute break in the middle of a show. I don't understand. He feels it's in some contract he has. He has no contract. We owe him nothing. He owes us everything. He was on a, he was on a 25 watt light bulb type of setup when I found him. And I did find him. Let's make no mistake about that. Oh, okay. Okay. Jesus, it is getting deep. Is my head still fitting the screen? Uh, it's getting a little big. Uh, I don't know. 
Well, that'll be the next thing. You'll wind up doubling your screen and put me in one of those little postage stamps in the corner. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Don't tempt me. I can do it. Yeah. I can do it. All right. Yes, yeah. uh, but you do realize, you did, and we are going to address this after... Look, Rolando, he doesn't need... He, Rolando says, get him, Ed. I he does not need your encouragement. Sure, I do. By the way, happy, happy belated birthday there, Rolando. Yesterday was Rolando's uh, birthday. Happy birthday, pal. Rube. Don't, I haven't forgotten Rube. John and Ed versus the Rubes next year. Oh, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. Right. I know I forgot what else I would, but uh, something about us or the show or behind the scenes—I don't know. I, I had just rambled on about something. I made you feel bad, and now you're going to make me feel even worse. Oh, I that. Thank you, thank you. Do you realize that people, <laughs> when, when they do, we just joined the sixty club. <laughs> Been there, done that. You're as old as Norman Tavangi now. I don't know what that means, but that's that's a that's a that's a Minnesota. Well, I don't get it. <laughs> it's a Minnesota we thing. A, we had a guy that was in what to we went to school with. I went to school with, you know. So, you know, obviously a teenager. This guy looked. We used to literally we used to call him one old man. He was old. He did. We, he looked very aged for a teenage, uh, for a uh, teenage uh, young man. There, he was awfully aged. So he was old when he was young. He was old when he was young. Maybe we wonder if he wasn't. What the hell's that, that movie's name now? Uh, Benjamin, Benjamin Button. Button. <laughs> so, so come on, yeah, get to yeah. your point. Get to your point here. Oh, gee, yes, yes, sir. So, most shows. And most radio stations, when you they have talk radio, they take what's called breaks. Mm-hmm. Little, little, anywhere from two to sometimes five minute breaks within mm-hmm. the show. Yep. Now, granted, we only do a two hour show. Yep. How how often do we do that two hour show, John? Once a week. Okay. Thanks. You just made my Wonderful. argument. Well, pissy argument, but. <laughs> but no it's uh it's uh it's something that we're we've talked about uh we don't want to we're not going to monetize we're not going to try to monetize this show and run a bunch of commercials but i think that there are a few good causes out there uh that i would like to run just a couple of just a little psa break every now and then just to uh uh, just to, if nothing else, break up the show a little bit. So, we've discussed that. We and yeah, we've discussed it. It'll probably happen sometime. But the point yeah. is, you don't need. Look, if you had your way, I'd play the uh, album cut of Inagata Davida at the break. No, but. You realize that most breaks in a radio show, in a radio show usually last about commercial breaks usually last four to five minutes. Not uh, you do one show a week for two hours. You have uh-huh. a you have a built-in guaranteed minimum four minutes 
at the top of at the end of the first hour going into the second hour and i'm sure everybody's just loving hearing this argument again uh so we're gonna <laughs> we're, we're gonna move on because i'm tired of it and i've already told you what i'm gonna do show up whenever you want i got a big big vault of music i can't do that do this by myself when you're not in that chair i just eh, 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 i can't i can't put two two words together okay <laughs> What what makes you think me being in the chair makes any difference? It does. It does. I need you physically there. I don't care if you say anything. But for some reason, I need you there. Just like you do a much better show when I'm here. And don't you... And you know it. You know it. Because I've listened to your shows and you've listened to mine. We don't do good alone. We don't. So suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> All right, well, we got a boy. We sure managed to burn through a whole hell of a lot of time here. Really. Yeah, I got some stuff. Yeah, that's actually uh, actually important here. Well, here, uh, let, let, let's get into because I don't want to let the year pass without this. So, uh, last week, last week, apparently, uh, Smartmatic, these folks that make uh, voting machines, and. Uh, uh, apparently threatened lawsuits against uh, outlets such as Fox News and, and, and uh, Newsmax and One American Network and, and the like. And I'm going to play for you now. Fox had already done it. I'm going to play for you now. This is from uh, this past Monday. Newsmax, I think, believe the gentleman's name is John Tobacco, believe it or not. This is him giving Newsmax's stance on Smartmatic and Dominion, the other folks with the... Uh... Now, remember, keep in mind, they were being... Ac- Smartmatic was being accused of uh, rigging the elections and being involved in uh, being owned by the Clintons and George Soros and Hugo Chavez had his hand in it and everything, you know. This is one of Newsmax's own reading the statement. You know this came from the top. Since election day, uh, various guests, attorneys, and elected officials have appeared on Newsmax and offered opinions and claims about Smartmatic and Dominion Systems, both companies that offer voting software in the U.S. And uh, Newsmax would like to clarify its news coverage and note that it has not reported as true certain claims made about these companies. There are several facts our viewers and readers should be aware of. Newsmax has found no evidence that either Dominion or Smartmatic owns the other or has any business association with each other. We have no evidence that Dominion uses Smartmatic software or vice versa. No evidence has been offered that Dominion or Smartmatic use software or reprogram software that manipulated votes in the 2020 election. Smartmatic has stated that its software was only used in the 2020 election in Los Angeles, was not used in any battleground state contested by the Trump campaign. Newsmax has no evidence to the contrary. Dominion has stated the company has no ownership relationship with the Pelosi family, the Feinstein family, the Clinton family, Hugo Chavez, or the government of Venezuela. Neither Dominion nor Smartmatic has any relationship with George Soros. Smartmatic is a U.S. company and not owned by the Venezuelan government, Hugo Chavez, or any foreign official or entity. 
Smartmatic states that it has no operations in Venezuela, while the company did election projects in Venezuela from 2004 to 2017. It state it was never founded by Hugo Chavez, nor did it have a corrupt relationship with him or the Venezuelan government. For more on this, please go to our website at Newsmax.com. Read facts about Dominion Smartmatic that you should know. That you should know. Now, let's reel that on back in, huh? Now, you listen to these maniacs on the Newsmax and your Foxes and, and, and your OANs, and they just run with wild abandon. Facts be damned. Stop and think about the enormity of the lawsuit that's been presented to them. That they would actually spend two minutes of airtime saying, we didn't do it. We here, here's the facts. We, uh, we're washing our hands of this. Now, now wait, now wait. Now that same day, a little later in the day, Seb Gorka, uh, who is some kind of comic book character, if you've ever seen this guy, uh, likes to call himself doctor. He's not a doctor. He's hosting some uh, segment. And he's interviewing the My Pillow guy. Your boy. Oh. Your boy from your neck oh. of the woods, Mike Lindell. <laughs> so. It wouldn't be a pillow fight, folks. <laughs> so listen. Listen to this as Mike Lindell starts to launch into the, uh, you know, Trump got robbed routine. Take a listen. I believe in this president, but, and I'll tell you what, nobody realizes, I mean, what a miracle we had on election night at 11.15. You know, you talked about all this fraud, doctor. The, the, the biggest fraud is the Dominion machines. And at 11.15 on election night, our great president, Next because of Mike, everything Mike, I, don't, I don't want to discuss, Mike, Mike, we're not, we're not going to get into the minutiae of the details. I want to ask you, okay. because this show is about courage. It's, it's, right. it's hosted by a guy who's a former Marine. I want to know why you, Mike Lindell, are supporting the president in these legal cases. Well, because everything's on the line here. Now, essentially, Seb Gorka just swung a baseball bat at him to stop him dead in his tracks. Now, so now, who, what what outlet was this on? That was way? Newsmax, I believe. That was really, Newsmax. yeah. This was after the other statement was read. This is after okay. the lawsuit's been filed. Normally, okay. a, a, a day before, oh, he would have let him run wild with okay. Smartmatic and Dominion. They fixed the machine. Oh no, 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 no. We're not doing that anymore. And you have to understand. Look, this is, like it or not, this is media, you know, freedom of the press and freedom of speech and all that. <clears throat> what kind of, I would love to have seen the cease and desist letter. I'm sure it's out there that was sent to these outlets that got high level executives quaking in their boots to the point of, clearly this is a lawsuit that they were all going to lose, and they were all going to lose bigly. Ma mainly, first and foremost, the fact that Smartmatic, and I had seen an interview with their CEO uh, prior to this. He said, "We only the only election we were in was in Southern California. We don't do anything in the U.S. We, we you know, we're, we're mostly Europe, and and uh, so I, I mean that blows just that little fact alone. 
blows all these conspiracy theories right out of the water. And, uh, you know, but it was, it was fun to see them put their tail between their legs and, and then to see the, uh, the people on, on their TV, the, the normal, uh, Ojan provocateurs having to run for cover. No, 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 Mike. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're not. No, back. No, bad dog. So, uh, you know, it's gonna it's gonna be fun because Mike Lindell has already talked that he's going to run for governor here. Yeah, in, uh, you know, uh, what, when is the next uh, election in twenty twenty two? I believe is. You know, you guys elected a wrestler, but at least he could he could put two sentences together and didn't have a history as a drug addict. Uh, well. Jesse, it's it's funny that Jesse was kind of strange when he was when he was a governor, but uh, I I don't know I you know the sad part about it is the landscape is right now out there makes Jesse look normal. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, all that that's it's the scary part about this whole thing is all, is all that, this right wing stuff is just. Uh, uh, just before we went on the air, I was attempting to file for unemployment, make a claim. I can't do it because I, there's a number I need. I have, I'll get it after the show. But uh, all that stuff ended today because President Dumb, Dumb Shit is down in South Florida playing fast and loose with people's money. He keeps moving the goalpost because he knows, you know, he's just, oh, you know, Oh, I want to give everybody two grand. He doesn't want to give anybody anything. He just wants to. He's messing with. He's with, just playing a big game. And I would not be in the least bit surprised with it that there aren't at least some Republicans that are right there in the game with him here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I've got some stuff that I want to read off here regarding, you know, especially the $600. So let's start with, uh, we've got a few tweets here from uh, Eli Vuden, at Eli Vuden. Members of Congress got paid $130,000 to spend nine months arguing about whether we deserve six hundred. dollars uh, Something to think about. Uh, James Hamblin, at James Hamblin, tweeted, Remember when people said the pandemic would be a, a great equalizer? It turns out that the 614 billionaires in the U.S. grew their net worth by almost $1 trillion, while Congress spent nine months debating whether working people who've been ordered not to work should get $600. That's, uh, that's another good point. Finally, finally on this topic, uh, YS, who goes by at NYNLA2121, says, Stop complaining. With $600, you can easily pay the national average for rent in this country in 1978. Oh! And finally, this from, uh, John's already heard this one, Anna Navarro. uh, I'm sure you're familiar with the name, political commentator on CNN, referring uh, to the $600 payment. $600? $600? $600. That pays for like four hours of hush money for Stormy Daniels. You know, that does not pay rent. That does not pay utilities. That does not pay. F- the, uh, 
the anchor she was with lost it. <laughs> That's a couple of hours of Stormy Daniels money. <laughs> I, got, <laughs> I got one more tweet here, and this is uh, referencing Trump uh, moving to Mar-a-Lago, making himself a Florida resident, and there's a whole lot there. Uh he signed an agreement years ago when he bought the property that he would never use that he couldn't use it as a residence. Uh, and they're actually going after him now about this. You know, post post uh, inauguration day, he can't use that as a residence. Uh, right. Uh, but Chip Franklin, who I love this guy, and we got we got a little audio coming up from him. If Trump can't live full-time at Mar-a-Lago due to an agreement he signed that doesn't allow him to use it as his residence, but he used it when he voted, why isn't that voter fraud? Ooh. See, see, Donald, there's always something. Every time you go off on somebody about something, it doesn't take much to find that you did it yourself. Exactly. And, and if this man's not in an orange jumpsuit, I know he won't be. I know he won't be. But uh, I got let me go ahead. Let me uh, uh, expand on a little bit about the whole thing with the uh, uh, with the stimulus, if you will. Sure. Stimulus is a lot more than just giving uh, giving individuals six hundred bucks a one time six hundred six hundred dollar payment. You're also talking about extending the unemployment mm-hmm. relief. You're also talking about helping businesses, small businesses, as far as uh, keeping their uh, keeping their doors uh, or keeping them solvent while they can't have their doors open. Right. I believe. Right. Oh, there's a lot more to uh, this than than just. There's a lot more to it, which which is probably what what Trump referred to, quote-unquote, as pork. Well, it's funny. I'm going to stop you right there for a second, John, because it's funny you should say that. Uh, I don't know if that's what he was referring to. I did see, I caught a glimpse of that tweet, and and heaven forbid it's the first time I've agreed with him on anything. But but he's not wrong. Uh, If you just look at the pork, I mean, there's so much other stuff attached to this, like every other bill. Let's just focus on what needs to be done. You know, this is this is that. Oh well, I'll give you this if you give me that. Next thing you know, you got you got uh, uh, literal pork pig futures tied to uh, uh, I don't know the NASA budget. You know, let's stop this right now. We're in a crisis. We're in a crisis right now. But let's face this: this, this is all whether it's uh, six hundred, two thousand. Uh, 12,000 whatever it is a temporary fix mm-hmm. until until this country uh, gets back on its feet from uh, from this uh, from the virus which all you people all you Trump supporters out there thought it was uh, some big hoax now it looks like we're gonna get blindsided by another damn wave of it uh, that uh, they've discovered in England and actually have also uh, uh, now have discovered it in Canada. Right. So we've got a so, little, we got a little over four weeks that we get a new president, and unfortunately, our current president is literally doing nothing. Has done nothing for weeks now. By the way, uh, I would bet money. I said this before. 
he was going to go down to Florida for Christmas. He'll never set foot in D.C. again. I don't think he's going back. I think he's just going to stay there and play golf. Well, here, here's here's what I the a point I was trying to make with that. We need to seriously consider doing what they are, and this might be something that's obviously obviously going to have to wait until uh, we have a Biden administration. Hopefully, that we have some people in Congress that have a little bit of a com- uh, compassion here. But we need to do something along the lines of what they're doing in Canada and a few other countries where people are getting a monthly check, guaranteed monthly right. check. I think, I think uh, if I'm not mistaken, in Canada, it's like $1,000 or whatnot. It, it's embarrassing what other countries are doing for their population. And, and we're sitting here. Uh, Mitch McConnell should not have as much power as he does, period. Well, no. When is that Georgia election, by the way? I've January 5th. Totally- January 5th. It is Ooh, a week from Tuesday. Right around the corner. Uh, let me, I, I want to get these two little pieces of audio out before the break here, unless you've got something else, John. No. Okay. Uh, this is Chip Franklin talking about, uh, <laughs> it's interesting. Take a listen. America likes comebacks, but they don't like sore losers. That's Karl Rove, who was at one point simply an embarrassingly evil human being. Now he seems like the freaking Lone Ranger, as he becomes one of the few Republicans willing to call out Trump's dangerously insane rhetoric about not leaving office. Will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transferal of power after the election? Well, we're going to have to see what happens. Trump has lost in court more than 60 times, and he'll lose again on January the 6th when Congress certifies the Electoral College's numbers, leaving the issue pretty much moot. Then this. So you would have, in essence, the federal military come in and say, we're taking over to rerun an election because this one wasn't to our liking. Michael Flynn, a convicted liar and traitor, and Sidney Powell want Trump to declare martial law and suspend the results of the election. There won't be a transfer, frankly. But that's not the worst part. Listen, hear that? Exactly. That's Mitch McConnell's silence and Kevin McCarthy and Lindsey Graham and Marco Rubio and the rest of the Republican bottom still cowering to the 7 million vote loser. Even after all this, they're still cowards. His goal is to lay the predicate to come back in 2024. You know, it's bad when the soul of the Republican Party is the most ruthless, amoral politician ever. But I'll take it, Carl. They say the enemy of my enemy is my friend. But f*** that. You're still my enemy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, and, and it's true. I mean, you, you look at all, how Mitch McConnell got reelected is beyond me, just beyond me. Uh, he's done nothing for the state of Kentucky. And again, I want to squeeze in one more, and we'll talk a little bit up to the top of the uh, top of the hour. This is one of my favorites. Every this is from Don Winslow, who's made a lot of great videos in the past couple of months. This one's called "Everybody Is Turning on Trump." Donald, remember when you were winning and all those Republicans cheered you on? Unbelievable! Man, they loved you. Now that you're a loser, all those same people are deserting you. Mitch McConnell has admitted Joe Biden won the election. Today I want to congratulate President-elect Joe Biden. He betrayed you, Donald. The Supreme Court won't even hear your case. All three of your appointees, Justices Neil Gorsuch, Brett Kavanaugh, and Amy Coney Barrett, refused to hear Texas versus Pennsylvania. The justices refused to hear a lawsuit filed by the Texas Attorney General. That's just embarrassing. 
Bill Barr, your own personal Roy Cohn, won't appoint a special prosecutor to investigate your claims of election fraud. If I thought a special counsel at this stage was the right tool uh, and was appropriate, I, I would do, I would name one, but I haven't, and I'm not going to. That's just embarrassing. Bill Barr won't appoint a special prosecutor to investigate Hunter Biden either. I have not seen a reason to appoint a special counsel, and I have no plan to do so before I leave. Where's the loyalty? How bad are things when you lose Bill Barr? Did you hear what Pat Robertson said about you? The president still lives in an alternate reality. Man, that's just humiliating. <laughs> but it's true. You lost the Electoral College in a landslide. The greatest landslide in history. You lost the popular vote by more than 7 million. And now you have lost the Senate, the Supreme Court, the Justice Department, and the religious right. I guess that's what happens when you're a loser. I want it, Mommy. I want it, Daddy. I don't care. I want it. Well, well that was uh, very subtle now, wasn't it? So, and that, that's funny because I actually found that story about Pat Robertson. Yeah, you Pat Robertson, Robertson, you're screwed. You've yeah, you've you've <laughs> really, you've taken it to a whole nother level of loserness. There's uh, there there's no question about that. So, <laughs> so it, it, it's so f- it, it, it's sad. I mean, I, I want to. You don't even really want to say it's funny because it's it's not funny. It is it is really sad because the part the problem is is we have people who are out there who. It's funny. There was a Facebook post uh, that I saw today. You really start to discover who some of your friends and neighbors how batshit crazy they they really are. It's uh, it's it's incredible how these people have. Uh, we had people, a bunch of people standing out in the cold in front of the Minnesota State Capitol uh, uh, again uh, yesterday. Um, last week, I damn near uh, hit one that uh, over the weekend ran out in front or had a group that he thought they were just going to get traffic to stop as they ran across. Uh, I just about picked one off. Sorry, man. You're not in a crosswalk. Uh, there are just these people are just you know look at what happened I forget what uh, what state was that in where they were actually trying to kick the door in at, at the state capitol because it was locked I believe, Tennessee? I believe it was Oregon was it oh, oh. they tried to kick the door in yeah, I, know. I, I saw the video I saw the video It's, uh... it's people have just gone absolutely mad yeah. about this but and oh. give me a logical reason 754-800 chat 754-800-2428 if you think that you're in, on, on the righteous side of this I'll give you a logical reason before we bail out of here in 10 seconds because they can because nobody's stopping them reason enough yeah. well, I guess reason enough why do we do anything because we can. Why is a dog lick his? Well, you know what? Because he can. Because he can. Absolutely. All right. Well, 
We'll see you on the other side here for uh, more fun. If you are more stuff. Nice. Here on the Taxi Stand Hour on Radio TFI. See you in a bit. found the taxi stand hour. The worst talk radio I've ever heard in my life. On Radio TFI. Join the conversation. You can reach the guys at 754-800-CHAT, 754-800-2428, on Twitter, at Taxi Standard. from a pay phone, call collect. So most people have a fear of acquiring the virus. I think a good way of doing it is to imagine that you do have the virus, yeah, and change your behaviour so that you're not transmitting it. Don't think about changing your behaviour so you won't get it. Think about changing your behavior so you don't give it to somebody else. I'd like to talk a little bit about baseball and football. <laughs> Starting with baseball. Baseball is different from any other sport in a lot of different little ways. For instance, in most sports, you score points or you score goals. In baseball, you score runs. In most sports, the ball or the object is put in play by the offensive team. In baseball, the defense puts the ball in play, and only the defensive team is allowed to touch the ball. In fact, in baseball, if an offensive player touches the ball intentionally, he's out. Also, most sports, the team is run by a coach. In baseball, the team is run by a manager. And only in baseball does the manager or the coach have to wear the same uniform the players do. Can you picture Bill Parcells in his New York Giants uniform? Now, baseball and football are different from one another in other kind of interesting ways, I think. First of all, um, Baseball is a 19th century pastoral game. Football is a 20th century technological struggle. <laughs> baseball is played on a diamond, in a park, the baseball park. Football is played on a gridiron in a stadium, sometimes called Soldier Field or War Memorial Stadium. Baseball begins in the spring, the season of new life. Football begins in the fall when everything is dying. In football, you wear a helmet. In baseball, you wear a cap. Football is concerned with downs. What down is it? Baseball is concerned with ups. Who's up? Are you up? I'm not up. He's up. In football, the specialist comes in to kick. 
In baseball, the specialist comes in to relieve someone. In football, you receive a penalty. In baseball, you make an error. Whoops! Football has hitting, clipping, spearing, blocking, piling on, late hitting, unnecessary roughness, and personal fouls. Baseball has the sacrifice. Football is played in any kind of weather. Rain, sleet, snow, hail, mud. Can't read the numbers on the field, can't read the yard markers, can't read the players' numbers. The struggle will continue. In baseball, if it rains, we don't come out to play. I can't come out to play, it's raining out. Baseball has a seventh inning stretch. Football has the two-minute warning. Baseball has no time limit. We don't know when it's going to end. We might have extra innings. Football is rigidly timed, and it will end even if we have to go to sudden death. In baseball, during the game in the stands, there's kind of a picnic feeling. Emotions may run high or low, but there's not that much unpleasantness. In football, in the stands, during the game, you can be sure that at least 27 times you were perfectly capable of taking the life of a fellow human being. <laughs> Preferably a stranger. And finally, the objectives of the two games are totally different. In football, the object is for the quarterback, otherwise known as the field general, to be on target with his aerial assault, riddling the defense by hitting his receivers with deadly accuracy, in spite of the blitz, even if he has to use the shotgun. With short bullet passes and long bombs, he marches his troops into enemy territory, balancing this aerial assault with a sustained ground attack which punches holes in the forward wall of the enemy's defensive line. In baseball, the object is to go home. <laughs> and to be safe. I hope I'll be safe at home. Safe at home. Hi, this is Chris Murphy, and you found the Taxi Stand Hour. And if you're sitting in an Uber right now, get out of that Uber before it gouges your eyes out. This is Radio TFI. Thank you, Chris Murphy. <laughs> That's still my favorite. I know you like the flag burning there, but I that's still... I like them all. I like them all. Absolutely. And, hey, we're back, and you are listening to the Taxi Stand Hour, <clears throat> excuse me, right here on Radio TFI and the Radio TFI streaming network. You'll be happy to see that I'm actually here. You, you should have seen the gleam in Ed's eyes when he seen me pop back in the chair even a little earlier than I needed to be. Oh, my God. He was such a happy man. Oh, it just be stills by heart. I lied to you about how much time you had. <laughs> you son of a bitch. That's Mr. Son of a Bitch for you. <laughs> and I'll do it again. <laughs> Paybacks are a bitch. Yeah, so is my ex-wife. What's your point? <laughs> From the Northern Command Studio in Egan, Minnesota, I'm John Shannon. Welcome back. And over there, the the liar, the cheat, the conniver, <sighs> in some hole in the wall. Ho, 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 ho. 
Oh, you're you're dashing the illusion now, aren't you? Oh yeah, that's just it. Just just keep in mind that just, just remember the movie Life Stinks. Oh, Mel Brooks. Mel Brooks and that that little enclave that him and his uh, friends stayed in. That's actually what the what the what the uh, executive tower is there at Radio TFI. I mean, I'm taking the gloves off now, Jack. Oh, man. Thank God nobody listens to this show. Anyways, it's Mr. Ed Van Ness. Good morning, I think, once again, sir. Good morning once again, kids and kittens. I thought it'd be nice to to bring in hour number two with a little George Carlin talking a little football. We're going to talk a little football here coming up very shortly. I got a big announcement for next week. Big, big. It's huge, John. It is... Ridiculous. He's gonna find a way. He's gonna find a way to try to change the rules here, mm-hmm. because I'm I'm two games out, two points out. Two points out. Try to change the rules a little bit. It's too close for comfort for him. Here, it's so. any. It's anybody's contest right now. Literally anybody's contest. Not the Rubes, but you know, John and Ed versus the Rubes versus the spread. I got like six months to to cook this up. This is going to be anyway. Forget about that for now, but we we got a big big announcement about next week's games, and uh, you know we'll get into it when we get into it. Hour number two here on the big uh, taxi stand hour. I got John Shannon sitting to my left, my left. That's that, your that's your right. No, that's my left. I promise you, it's my left. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you're you're correct. My bad. You're on my left. I'm not looking in the mirror. Yeah, that's right. It's different. This is all very. It seems simple enough. We're sitting right. It almost seems like we're sitting right next to each other, and yet. And yet, when I want to when I want to point at you, I always want to seem to point that in is, that direction because that's what I see on my screen. And I want to go that way. So now, so now, if I did this, see now it works. See that? <laughs> yeah. See, but I don't like to be there. I want, I want my square. I like it there. And that kid is, kids and kittens is, is fun with technology. So, uh, where are we? What are we doing? John, talk to me. Talk to me. Help me through this. Well, I, I think that I'm looking at a screen right now with a big football up in the upper right hand corner of you, it. So I think you can getting... see it. You can see it, but the kids and kittens can't see that right now. I know. So I'm assuming that you want to get this going here. No, I just prepped. I'm just prepped and ready. That's all. I've got my okay. Well, then, like, like they used to say in the in the uh, in the uh, old west, stop talking and start chalking. It's time for John and Ed versus the spread, your weekly foray into the exciting world of pigskin prognostication. Each week, John, Miss Field Goal, Shannon, and I will each choose professional football games and select winners using the point spread. At the end of the season, the winner will claim possession of the Radio TFI Gilchrist Ceremonial Sippy Cup, not responsible for mail delays. Extra points can be earned by going for it with a two or three point conversion if you have the nerve. Ladies and gentlemen, kids and kittens, it's John and Ed versus the spread. Well, well, well. Let's uh, let's get ourselves hooked up here and get everything in order. So here we have currently we're at uh, 
I have a slim two-point lead over young Mr. Shannon. He's, uh, he's, he's made a bit of a comeback here over the course of the season. John, let's, before we get anywhere else, let's talk about the games that have already happened this week. We've already had four games. Uh, yeah, I don't... <laughs> who played on if Christmas? I didn't, watch, I didn't even watch the Vikings game on oh. Christmas. Oh, they got... I didn't even watch it. Oh, they got their, they got their asses pasted. They, get, they got whooped. They got whooped a good... And I'm not even being funny. They got whooped. There, There's no question about that. And, uh... Um, you know, and then last we had three games yesterday. San Francisco played. I, I was duly impressed with San Francisco. They had nothing to play for. They've been living in Arizona for for a month because they played the last couple of home games there. They can't play in, in their home county, and uh, and they're out of it. They're out of playoff contention, and uh, they they played great. It was uh, it was a better game than I thought it was going to be, and uh, I missed. By the time I tuned into the Tampa Bay game, I was out running some errands. It was already 40-7. to 7. <laughs> Now, there's your three-point conversion right there. They wound up winning by 40 points. 40 points. Of course, you know that won't happen again. So, if you're tempted to pick them oh, in that light, no, it's, no, it's, no. it's not going to happen again. No, no. Well, well, Matt Strafford got hurt in the first half. Yeah. So, they didn't have that... And then there was the uh, 8-15 game last night. Who, why, why, who, uh, I just don't know. I'm not too sorry I missed that game. Why, why, who was playing in that one? Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the all right, that's enough of that for now. They ju- they got out of there by the skin of their teeth last night. It was a one point victory, and uh, uh, Fitz Magic came in. Uh, Tua Tua didn't have it last night. He just didn't have it. So we get the steely eyed Vic come in, and uh, look, the the team was not playing well last night. You know, they didn't play horrible, but they didn't play well. But uh, you know, look, a, a good looking win. It doesn't matter what it looks like, uh, a, a win, ugly or not. It doesn't show in the standings. Uh, all that match completely knocks the Raiders out of playoff contention, by the way. I think they have a small shot, or did it knock them out oh, completely? Oh, they, that's it. They done. They done. Well, just uh, just relax, baby. All right, <laughs> let's, uh, let's look at what I can't get last week's. Oh, that's why. Hang on one second. Oh, that's the wrong one. Yeah, there we go. That's the one we're looking for. So let's look at last week's picks. Last week's picks went, oh, went horrible for some people. John managed to pick up uh, two points last week. Uh, when his, uh, uh, not on your Vikings. Your Vikings really just... Uh, they didn't do well at all. Yeah, well, exactly. Well, and they and it showed as uh, it showed with their with their effort uh, in New Orleans this uh, on Christmas. So yeah, they are just they they've thrown in the towel completely. Yeah. Uh, your Chiefs, you you won that point on a technicality that the tie. Oh, what are we whining about now? What, no. are, we, what are we whining about? I'm not now? whining. I'm just pointing it out to you. 
you gave you gave up three points, but we always the tie goes to us. The tie goes to the runner. Yes. Yeah, the tie goes to the runner, and uh, and of course uh, my dolphins, my dolphins helped you out last week. They didn't do much for me. I really thought for sure they were going to run all over the Patriots last week, and uh, ten points just wasn't. It was good enough to win, not good enough for me. Uh, Washington helped me out. Philly, oh, Philly, look at look at Philly, a, a half point. I lost that game by a half point. Philly Arizona game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you keep doing that. All right, let's get to this week's games. What do you say, John? John, let, let's go ahead. Okay, where am I going to start? I'm going to start, of course, with... Uh, I'm going to start with a couple of teams I generally don't uh, don't pick. But the Cleveland Browns go into New York, where the Girl Scouts... Uh, <laughs> well, that's right, the Jets won last week. I yeah, they, yeah, they did. <laughs> that's why they won. They played the Girl Scouts. <laughs> How they played the Rams? And it was a close, was a close game. <laughs> but uh, the uh, the Browns are nine and a half point favorites. I'm going to take uh, the Browns giving up nine and a half. All right, my first pick. And by the way, there is a theme this week. It didn't. It was unintentional. But after I was done, I realized what I had done. Uh, this is an AFC East set of picks this week. So we'll start first with the. Uh, the New York Football Giants visit Baltimore, and they're getting ten and a half points. And I like that. I like that ten and a half points on the road. Giants have not been playing horrible. They're still fighting for the division. Nobody wants to win. <laughs> and uh, and look, I want to see them win outright against Baltimore because it helps my fence. So there you go. I'm taking the the Gents plus ten and a half, John. Well, my Kansas City Chiefs uh, are uh, hosting the Atlanta Falcons, the Dirty Birds. Uh, Chiefs are ten and a half point favorites. I'm I'm a little leery of this, but uh, I I think that it's going to be one of those kind of games where Atlanta's going to keep it close in the beginning, and the Chiefs are going to blow it open in the second half, uh, like Patrick Mahomes likes to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Chiefs, 10.5-point favorites, I'm going with it. All right. Uh, con- continuing our trip through the NFC least, Philadelphia visits Dallas. Philly is a 2.5-point road favorite. I'm going with the Eagles because I just don't think the Cowboys have anything left in their tanks. Not that they had much. Once Dak Prescott went down, that was – or Dax, whatever the hell his name is. Once he went down, that was it. That was it. Uh, John, let's go with your final pick. And the night game on, uh, or tonight, I should say, uh, Green Bay. The Packers are hosting the Tennessee Titans. Packers are putting together an amazing season, very quietly, by the way. They yeah. are the top seed in the NFC right now. I was actually surprised to see that. They are uh, they are three-point favorites uh, hosting uh, t- uh, Tennessee. I, I think that's an actual pretty easy cover for them, to tell you the All truth. Right. Tennessee's not that bad, but... Uh, they got Tennessee's uh, got Ryan Tannehill. Yeah, well, the Packers, they want to they keep that number one spot there. Cause, I uh, understand. The Saints, are, the Saints are nipping on their heels a little bit. So mm-hmm. we, so. All right, my final pick is our final uh, 
num the fourth team in uh, in the NFC least. Carolina visits the Washington football team. I am taking the Washington football team. I am doubling down. I'm going for two on this one. So I'm giving up 13 and a half points. And I I forget what the, the actual line was. I don't have it in front of me. It wasn't much. It wasn't much. And uh, But I like that. So let's recap. John's taking his Kansas City Chefs. Giving up 10.5 points in Kansas City versus those Dirty Birds. Uh, Cleveland visits... Uh, matter of fact, I was out at MetLife Stadium yesterday. No joke. We'll talk about that later. Uh, Cleveland visits the New York Jets. They're 9.5 point road favorites. John likes those, the Brownies. I've liked the Brownies all year long. Uh, finally, Tennessee visits Green Bay. Uh, minus... Uh, John's taking the Packers. Giving up three points at home, not a bad pick, although I'd watch out. Don't be surprised if Tennessee comes back and wins this game. They're playing like a house of fire. They got a lot to play for. They got a lot to play for this week, so this is the fun time of the year. Moving over to my side of the ledger, as I make my tour through the NFC least, I, I like the New York football Giants getting ten and a half points at Baltimore, and I want to see Baltimore lose. Uh, Philly. Philly visits Dallas. They're a two-and-a-half point road favorite. I'm taking those Eagles. And finally, the Washington football team plays host to the Carolina Panthers. I'm going for two on that, giving up 13-and-a-half points. Uh, before we uh, sign off for this week, now next week is, uh, is the final week of the regular season. As we've done in years past, we will be picking all of the games. So this could go anywhere. There's no telling how this is going to wind up and we'll talk about we'll, we'll play we'll talk about some of the highlighted games next week we won't talk about all of them uh, John but here's the surprise for you because of the new format this year we're adding a little something for week 17 you will have up to four extra points in any combination you like two or threes in other words, you can go for it on four different games next week. Okay. And basically, we've no, doubled. No, You'll have to explain that to me off here. That's fine. I... You can you can go for it, uh, whether it's two points or three points, in any combination you like, up to four games. Up to four games. Okay. I you see. can go all threes, okay. all twos, any way you like, or don't use them at all if you feel so inclined. Oh, 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 by the way, uh, one of the rubes that will uh, uh, go unnamed here. Oh, yeah. A little bit says, I told you the bears, Johnny. The bears. <laughs> uh, one of those rubes. I, I, I don't know. It just just remember, we got, ne we got next year there. Uh, does the rube, does the rube have picks? Uh, nothing, uh, nothing I see so far here. All right. Me. So let's, uh, Let's put an end to this. Let, let's 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 put everybody out of their misery so far. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that concludes John and Ed versus the spread for this week. And just remember, if you're using our picks to to make real 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 life money bets, John, what do we always say? Yeah, well, you must be a Trump supporter. And a better no better said. That concludes John and Ed. Where's the spread?
for this week. All right. The Dolphins look like uh, I was not happy what I saw last night. I mean, I'm happy for the win. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I was not happy. Uh, they just played sloppy. And, uh, you know, that's it. Your Vikings, I, look, this is, I'm not busting your chops here. They look like crap on Friday. They really, really oh, did. I, they really did. I, I'm already, uh, I'm already ready to jump that, uh, <laughs> jump that ship here. Oh, it's I, all the way, Chiefs, baby. Chiefs uh, and the Packers to re, to uh, relive the uh, Super Bowl from back in. Uh, oh God, the Chiefs and the who? The Packers. Oh, okay. There's your Super Bowl. Super Bowls one and two. I I forgot to put on my. Uh, my dolphins cap so that's the old one anyways get a no. new cap no it's a new out. cap with the old logo oh okay yeah yeah get it together man get it together yeah we're all about just remember, the, just remember that uh, uh 72 was it 72 or 71 team i forget 72 72 i should remember that but uh and yet that 72 team has uh uh they there's Still, they're still drinking their champagne, the ones that are still alive. You bet your ass. <laughs> you bet your ass they are. And so, you're right. And you're right, the ones that are still alive. And that, 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 that crew is dwindling. Dwindling very quickly. But Well, know. I'll tell you what. Let's, as long as, unless you've just got something real uh, hot on the fire there, let's, uh, let's take our hats off in a figurative uh uh, way here to some of the folks that are no longer with us here from uh, oh yeah yeah the dead folks from, from the this uh, previous year now obviously I am not going to uh, I'm not going to be I'm not first off we don't have time to come we have lost some very uh, very huge names here uh, in 2020 2020 was a bitch yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the best of years, without question. So, I mean, you know, right right off the bat, right off January first of uh, twenty twenty, we lose the uh, the uh, former uh, uh, NBA com- commissioner uh, David Stern, right out of the hat, right out right out of the gate, January first. Yes, absolutely. Oh, let's see who else do we have? Kobe Bryant. That was January, uh, wasn't it? January twenty sixth. That's a, they're definitely, definitely sad. Oh, we lose Kirk Douglas at age one hundred and three on February fifth. I got nothing to say. I got, I, I, the man lived a long, long, and wonderful life. I mean, you, you can't, you can't argue with the results that he had. I, it's only unfortunate for him that he had suffered a stroke. And uh, some years ago, so he wasn't quite able to speak as well uh, in his later years. But you know, hey, who's who's next on the on the big list? Uh, I don't know how many people remember him. I remember him from childhood. Uh, Orson Bean. Orson Bean, sure. Oh, we lost Orson Bean. Well, that's February seventh. He passed away. He was ninety-one years old. My birthday. Oh, let's see. Who else do we? Who else do we have here? We have. 
uh, Lyle Wagner. All right, from the Carol Burnett Show. Do you know that he went on to uh, every movie set has, you know, the actors and whatnot, the talent they they have campers for them. Well, he mm-hmm. went on. He went on. He either bought or or started his own business called Star Wagons out in out in Southern California, and he became huge in the industry. You know, mm-hmm. renting out the campers and all that. That's what he was doing in his uh, basically after his uh, performing career ended. Did you know that Lyle Wagner was the first centerfold of Playgirl magazine? I did know that. I, he was you a little. Did know that. He was a little hottie in the seventies. Little were you closet subscriber there? Or no, just... no, not in the closet at all. Oh, <laughs> oh all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, Kenny Rogers passed away on March twentieth, eighty-one years old. You know, I, I is a, an ex, excruciatingly talented man, but at the end of his life, he had so much face work done. He he really. A, he didn't look like Kenny Rogers, and B, he looked like an old lady. Look, to each their own. You got the dough. Do do your thing, man. If it made you feel better, by all means. But he looked like an old lady. Sorry. And uh, I, and I, on March 26th, we lose Curly Neal. Fred Curly Neal. Yes, that hurt. Uh, the Globetrotters. We, we recognized that one. We put uh, Sweet Georgia Brown uh, that week in the intro. Uh-huh. I wish I had it up and ready to roll here, but I didn't know about this segment until minutes before showtime. So there was, I had precious little time. I had no time to. I know. Uh, let's see. In April, April 4th, uh, Tom Dempsey. Oh. The kicker that was born with no toes on his kicking foot. Right. And then went on to kick the 63-year-old field goal. I watched that game. 63-yard yard field, field, field goal. I was watching that game. And I think that was a Monday night game, if I remember correctly. And, I, you know, of course, I had never seen the guy before. There he is. He's missing his left hand. His right foot is, you know, cut in half. He, well, not cut in half. He was born without the front part of his right foot. But his shoe, you know, obviously he had a special shoe made, which is why he was able to kick these monster field goals because he had this flat surface. And uh, yeah, he had a driver. Yeah. The yeah. Of a golf driver <laughs> in his shoe. So I won't tell if you don't. <laughs> I don't know what's going on uh, there. But- Let's see who else. Oh, I, you know, I didn't know of him that well, except for the fact that uh, my stepson really, uh, really liked him. Uh, John Prine, the singer songwriter, I uh, passed away at age seventy three on April seventh. Right. I I remember when he passed because a lot of folks made, uh, you know, I had never heard of the man to be quite honest. No, not before, uh, uh, until my until my uh, stepson introduced yeah. uh, me to it. I, and I, I wouldn't recognize any of his music, but you know, hey, gotta gotta note it a little, uh, if nothing else, just for just out of uh, well, recognition, my well, stepson's uh, uh, love for him. Well, if it, if it means anything to you, I'm sure Mr. Prine uh, didn't know us either. So, oh, well, and why that that pisses me off. Now, be that as it may, he's dead now. Moving on. That's, that's right. Uh, 
I'll throw this one in here for no other reason that uh, she he was uh, she was an individual that uh, was um, key in in uh, trying to up he uh, upend the uh, Clinton presidency. But Linda Tripp, the, right? She was the one who taped her conversations with Monica Lewinsky, right? Because everybody uh, keeps a semen stained dress for years. Oh, yes, absolutely. She passed away at age 70 on April 8th. Yeah, she did. Oh, let's see who else. Let's see what we got here. May. Oh, here we go. Oh, this this one will touch a, this will touch a heartstring for you there, sir. Don Shula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Mr. Shula. Coach Shula. Coached the Dolphins to their only their only perfect season that in league history. He passed away on uh, on uh, May fourth. The story and that's the, the the thing that sticks with me about Don Shula, and it's weird, is that when I first moved to South Florida, I had heard of Shula. I had heard the name before I moved down there, but it wasn't until I moved to South Florida. Now, mind you, Shula was still was the was actively the coach of the Dolphins. Mm-hmm. They had, they had already named a highway after him, the Don Shula Expressway. Mind you, mm-hmm. this was fifteen years before he retired. He was still coaching the team, and they named a flip every morning. You turn on the traffic report. Oh, it's back up on the Don Shula Expressway. You hear it now on the Miami traffic. But it was just strange that they did it while he was not only still alive but still. Actively coaching. How often does that happen? He hadn't retired. He was nowhere close. But you know, three hundred forty-seven wins. Uh, still, still the record. Dolphins are wearing the patch this year uh, to recognize that uh, to memorialize him. Uh, if you've watched the Dolphins this year, this season, you'll see the patch that says three forty-seven on it on their uh, left left chest. And uh, yeah, we we missed the coach. We missed the coach, but. Uh-huh. Okay, we got a couple more here in May. On uh, May 8th, Roy Horn of the uh, duo of Siegfried and Roy. Was he the one that got... I think he was the one that... Uh, was Tiger Meat? Yeah, yeah, exactly. He passed away age 75 on the 8th. Now, uh, there's a couple of them here I've mentioned that it does say that they they passed away from uh, COVID. Uh, comp- yeah, from complications due to COVID. Uh, let's see. Now, this one, as far as I know, is it makes no mention of it. Uh, little Richard passed away at age 87 on May 10th. I was surprised he was still alive 20 years ago, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah I understand. Uh, May 11th, this wasn't a good year or a good month. Uh, May 11th, we lose Jerry Stiller. Yeah. You didn't know who he was, for God's sake. We did a whole, I had a whole thing. We, we were doing the nighttime show then. And I had a whole routine set up. I had audio. I had, uh, I had this. Oh, Serenity now. Film. Serenity now. Serenity Now. If you know Jerry Stiller and you know him from Seinfeld, how do you not know Serenity Now? Because I didn't know him from Seinfeld. How do you not know... I didn't watch Seinfeld. How do you not know Festivus? It's a Festivus for the rest of us. Heard of it. 
heard of it. That was about as far as it goes. Feats of strength. I, I actually knew more. I knew more of. Uh, I knew more of Jerry Stiller actually from his role on King of Queens. To tell you the truth, you need to sit down and YouTube, find the Seinfeld oh. episode, Festivus. Watch the Festivus episode. I don't need to do anything but eat. But you should. Shit and die. And watch your mouth. But, no, it is actually, it's a hilarious episode. It really, really is. And uh, it's just. <laughs> what's, okay. What's the other one? Former Miss America, Phyllis George. Yeah. And also NFL commentator. The first, the first female uh, to uh, be on one of the big. Uh, pre-game shows. Uh, pre-game shows. Exactly. So she passed away on May 14th. She was on uh, CBS. Fred Willard. Yeah, that that was that one hurt. Fred Willard, my goodness, yes, eighty six years old on yeah. the fifteenth. Yeah, funny till the day died. Uh, Ken Osmond from Leave It to Beaver. Do you know? Do, it, it, it's I'm sure it's in your it's in your article there, but I'm going to tell you what he did after his acting days. He became an L. I'm going to tell you. Oh. He, he became an L.A. County motorcycle cop. That's right. It says here he led it led to a second career as a police officer. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Sure yep. enough. Yep. Yep. Sure enough. Boy, it's good that we're getting out of May here now. That's depressing how many there were in well. uh, in uh, May. My goodness. And uh, just taking a quick peek here, June wasn't much better. Um, Especially if you're one of the people that died. Oh. <laughs> you're horrible i am horrible. i am what can i say i've horrible. been there eh. i'm dead i got over uh, it i died i got over it i should say <laughs> i did i don't know if you remember wes unseld sure from the played for the then washington bullets yep 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 uh, i sure do one of the uh, 50 greatest uh, players in league history passed yep. away at the age of 74 on June 2nd. Yep. Uh, June 8th, we lost Bonnie Pointer. Yeah, that was. We've lost just about all the Pointer sisters now. Hmm. Oh, let's see here. William Sessions passed away at the age of 90. The former federal judge appointed by. Uh, Reagan to head the FBI and fires fired later by Clinton. Hmm. Passed away on the 12th. Oh, moving on down the road here. Oh my goodness. Carl Reiner. Yes. Yes. June 29th, 98 years old. All he wanted to do, he just wanted to make it to election day to see Trump voted out. That was his final goal. Was to uh, see that was a shame. It's uh, uh, that. Let's see. On to July, we lost uh, Hugh Downs, mm-hmm. uh, ninety-nine years old. Uh, he was host uh, of concentration. Host of concentration, yes, and then wound up being the uh, host or one of the hosts on Twenty Twenty for yeah for many for years. Many years. So he was with NBC uh, for a long time. Uh huh. Uh, the devil did go down to Georgia and uh, picked up uh, Charlie Daniels, who passed away on July sixth at age eighty-three. Mm-hmm. 
let's see. Actress Kelly Preston passed away at age 57. John Travolta's wife. Right. Passed away on the 12th. And they lost their son a few years ago, too. Jet. That's right. Uh, we lost uh, another one to to uh, COVID-19, Herman Cain. Well, that's a whole nother story for now, isn't it? There's yeah. there, there, there's one that we can definitely click on the uh, totally preventable list. Yeah. Didn't have to happen. Didn't have to happen. Uh, keep that in mind, kids and kittens, uh, as you're coming back from your Christmas vacations and you've been on planes and around people that you don't know. Ooh, and I apologize here. I just about glazed over this one. On the 17th, we lost uh, John Lewis, mm. the, the icon of the civil rights uh, movement. Getting good trouble. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Lost Reg- Regis Philbin uh, on the 24th at age 88. I think that's all we have for Jill. Oh, no, one more. I'm sorry, I lied. Olivia de Havilland. Mm. Described here as the doe-eyed actress beloved to millions as uh, as the sainted Melanie Wilkes of Gone with the Wind. Passed away July 26th, age 104. Another, uh, another I, long life. Yeah. Uh, we lost, uh, in August, we lose Wilford Brimley. Yep. Uh, let's see who else do big, we have big thick mustache cocoon whole ton of movies he could oh, play, I know he could play a bad guy he could play a good guy who uh, acted like a bad guy he could play a sweet grandpa who looked like a bad guy he looked like a bad guy <laughs> uh yeah moving on I don't care about Robert Trump oh uh, let's see we lose. We lost. Uh, oh, this was sad. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, it turned out he was sick, and uh, nobody knew. Did a good job of keeping it away from the public. That's for sure. I'm sure did. 43 years old. He passed away on August 28th. Yeah, what a shame. It's going to be very interesting to see what they do with the Black Panther moving forward. Uh, so, and that that was a. I liked that character. I didn't think I would, but not only did I like the. Mo- the standalone movie Black Panther, but I liked him in in the other Marvel movies, and now I want to see him in some of the other things. He's got his last film is out now. I can't think of the name of it, uh, but I, I've seen him in some other things, and you know he was just a wonderfully talented young man. And you know it's unfortunate that was a uh, oh what was it? It was kidney, I think. Uh, anyway, cancer, whatever it was. Anyway, let's move on. Let's move on before okay. I get myself. Uh, let's see. August 31st, we lost Tom Seaver at the age of 75. Years that old. hurt. That hurt. I, I, I remember that. That hurt because I was 10 years old in 1969, and I talked about it at the time. Mm-hmm. And Seaver was just, just, I mean, oh, my God. When number 41 was on the mound, you just knew we were going to win. You know, and uh, he would wind up halfway to home plate when he finished his delivery, and on his on his knee, and uh, you know, it it was. 
It, 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 why, it, or how he pitched as long as he did with that kind of awkward uh, delivery that he had. Well, it, I, I'm, I'm not going to talk about that. I will talk about when he left New York. He signed as a free agent with Cincinnati. And, and it just, mm-hmm. I had never really felt that twinge over an athlete before. And I was like, man, that's, why? Why? You know, I, how could you do it? Well, yeah, well, you know, you're a kid. I, I was. Was a free uh, agent or was he free, traded? Free agent, I believe. I believe. Oh, I was okay. like 14, 15 when that happened. And uh, mm-hmm. anyway, he's resting in the okay. Hall of Fame. On the uh, on the September list here, still uh, we lost a big one on the 18th. Ruth Bader Ginsburg, notorious RBG. Yeah, that started. Somebody a was supposed to be watching. Uh, somebody was supposed to be watching her. I I say eyes on her and Betty White. I didn't say I see. I think what happened was I was misunderstood. Somebody thought I said eyes on her or Betty White. Sure. Well, yeah, we lost her age 87 on the 18th. That's a big one. Sayers, the the, uh, former legendary uh, Chicago Bear. Oh, you chopped out for a second there. Did you say Gail Sayers? Gail Sayers, yes, I did. Yeah, Brian Song, blah, blah, blah. Wow. There's a Brian Pickett. There's a Brian Piccolo Park in Pembroke Pines, Florida, which is Broward County. Okay. Just saying. Uh, September 29th, we lost Helen Reddy. I was just listening to some of her music yesterday. Very, very... Yeah, she'll be missed. She was huge in the 70s. Huge. And she was. She, she was, indeed. I am woman. Well, Hear me roar. Exactly. I, I, my, my youngest stepdaughter's name is Angie. So every once in a while, I'll come out with a, with a chorus of Angie, baby. You know, I was listening to that song yesterday. Lady. I was listening to that song yesterday. Uh, I had, I, I actually had the, the radio station on. I was on my way out to do some shopping. I was in New Jersey, uh, which hopefully we'll talk about when we're done with this. And I was listening to Angie Baby, and I actually listened to the words. Listen, actually pay attention mm-hmm. to the lyrics on that. That's one freak show of a song. Yes, Holy smokes. I never really listened to it before. Holy smokes. Well, we can spend the whole show on that one. Holy smokes. Let's yeah. move on before I get too tight uh. Before you keep saying holy smokes and holy fifty times. That is absolutely correct, sir. <laughs> Going into October, we lose one of the most dominant baseball pitchers uh, in league history, Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson, mean son of a bitch. Passed away, yeah, passed away at eighty-four. Mean streak uh, mean streak a mile wide. The first World Series that I was aware of that I actually paid attention to was the 1968 series between Detroit mm-hmm. and St. Louis. Mickey Lo- And I distinctly remember the pitchers, Mickey Lolich and uh, and Bob Gibson. You know, I, I don't remember mu- much else about it, but I do remember paying attention. And it's the first World Series that I, I actively remember. 
couldn't have been too mean because he was part of uh, children's books teaching uh, yeah, kids how teaching the, kids the art, art of pitching. So they could have been too bad. On the field, he was mean. <laughs> oh, let's see. Who else did we got here? On October 6th, Eddie Van Halen died of Eddie, at age 65. Eddie Van who? Eddie Van Halen. Oh, Halen. Sorry. I hear that. And I, you hear Van and you... I hear Ed Van. I hear Ed Van and I go, who? What? Moving on. <laughs> Please. Uh, on October 6th, we lost uh, Johnny Nash. I'm not familiar who, with him. You, oh, you're not... Oh, the one song, one of the first songs I ever... One of the first songs I used to know by heart when I was a kid... I can see clearly now. Oh, okay. Okay. There you go. Uh, died 80 years old on the 6th. Whitey Ford. Whitey Ford. Age 91, passed away on October 11th. Yep, Yankees. Left-handed, number 16. Uh, Bernard Cohen. Uh, I know he them. won the landmark case uh, that led, the, led to the U.S. Supreme Court's rejection of laws forbidding interracial marriage and later went on to su a successful political career as a state legislator. I actually had, I had an attorney named Bernie Cohen. It's no joke. One, really? of, my, one of my grandfather's friends. It's a story that I'm tell some other time, but a couple of stories about Bernie. But anyway, moving on. Now, this is one that I find amazing because this, this is a national list. As a matter of fact, it's from a newspaper that's nowhere near Minnesota, but I'm, so I'm assuming it's an AP type uh, story. And I can't believe it. He made it on the list. Sid Hartman passed away on October 18th. For those who don't know, he was the longtime Minnesota sports uh, columnist and radio personality. Uh, uh, definite homer. He uh, was also once uh, the general manager of uh, the Minneapolis Lakers. Uh, we lost him 100 years old on the 18th. Oh, let's see. I think that, oh, no, can't go, can't leave, uh, can't leave October without mentioning Sean Connery. Bond. Who uh, passed away at age 90 on October 31st. James Bond. That's right. Well, let's, uh, uh -oh. Let, let's scoot through the rest of these uh, so we still have a few minutes left. Uh, let's see. Well, we can't uh, can't move on here without mentioning Alex Trebek, who passed away oh, on November 8th. That's right. By the way, his the last episode he taped, I believe, airs uh, next week. I believe it's next, okay. fr next Friday. It's, not, it's sometime the, coming. Uh, let's see. Uh, on the 13th, November 13th, the dazzling golden boy, Paul Horning, hmm. passed away. Football. Yep, let's see. Former uh, former New York Mayor David Dinkins. Yes, yes. Passed away at age 93 on the 23rd. Oh, let's see. That pretty much does it for November. Let's see. Who do we got here? We lost uh, Chuck Yeager, the uh, quintessential test pilot who became the first uh, 
person to fly faster than sound. We lost him on December 7th. He had the right stuff, and we'll never actually lose him. That's, that's This is true. Well, that's it, my friend. That, wow. That's all. I mean, there were others in here, too, but I think... Uh, I think we uh, think we got a pretty good cover on it here. Well, let, let now let's go through the list of everybody that was born this year. Let's start January first. <laughs> go away, would you? Would you go away, please? <laughs> just, just go away. It was uh, it, it, this year has been clearly, as everybody you know, everybody will agree, twenty twenty is a year that will be difficult to forget, but it is something we will all try to put past us. Um, and yes, there were some, some great things that happened this year, uh, especially f- some folks had individual personal highs this year and, and we're happy for them. Uh, I, a lot of people had personal lows and, and the nation, the world, uh, we're still fighting it. And unfortunately, just because the calendar turns on on Thursday night at midnight does not mean all of this magically goes away, sadly. So we, uh, you know, uh, look, we're all, we all came through this year. Anybody that can hear this now has gotten through 2020. Whether you're listening yeah. live, whether you're watching us live, whether you're listening in the future, you've gotten through 2020. Unless, of course, you were born in 2021, then why the hell are you listening to this obscure podcast? Now there's a story, but that's neither here nor there. That's neither here nor there. Uh, yeah, we, we, so let me talk about, I'm going to shift gears here. Uh, John, you want to pull the lever? Emergency button. So yesterday, I had a little shopping to do, so I went to this beautiful state of New Jersey. There is a particular item that I cannot get in the state of New York. Uh, It's a particular container style of Diet Mountain Dew, a particular bottle style. I can get them all over New Jersey, but I cannot get them. So occasionally now I will drive out to Walmart in beautiful Secaucus, which is, uh, it's not that far of a drive. I got my things, and then I went over to I wanted to buy a new coat and I have a, a jacket made by Columbia that I can wear most of the year. It's got a lining. It's waterproof. It's fantastic. Best $50 I ever spent in my life. So I went out, I thought it was a factory store. It wasn't. Uh, and they didn't really have, they didn't have my size. Unfortunately, uh, I either need to lose weight or buy a bigger jacket. But anyway, I was at this mall called the American dream. And it's right next to MetLife Stadium. And uh, if you look real hard, you can see Jimmy Hoffa's grave there. Because I think this is built on the site of the old uh, the old uh, Meadowlands Stadium. The old giant stadium there in the Meadowlands. Uh, they've got an indoor ski slope. You can see it from the highway. It's, it's I don't know, 15 stories tall. It's, I don't know how long it is. Look it up. American Dream. It's a mall in in East Rutherford, New Jersey. But in both Walmart and and the mall, and I had to walk a little ways to get to where I was, I needed to go, which was fine. I, I could use the walk. It never ceases to amaze me about being in one of these stores or one of these malls. People 
walk like zombies. Like zombies. Completely unaware of their surroundings. I don't know how many times I had a, I had a, a zig because somebody didn't zag. How many times I got bumped into. Were they on their phone? No, just... Uh, just just bleh, beside themselves. Just not there. Just not there. And, and they don't care. They'll walk right in front of you. They'll stop. There's, there's The mall was very interesting because the way it's set up, they have these little rotundas you can see up and down the different levels every so often. And it splits the traffic. Splits the, the walking space. And they have clearly marked on the ground and on the walls and everything. They want to keep everybody moving one way on either side. <laughs> Good luck with that. Oh my God. When I was walking out of the mall, I was doing what I should be doing. And it, it was like like a, a, an on herding, oncoming herd of cattle. Even, even mall employees. They just can't be bothered with paying attention. And not only are they going the wrong way, but they're not paying attention to what they're doing anyway. Look, I, there were a couple, couple little kids screaming and yelling, running around. I don't care about that. If a three-year-old can't run around in that kind of open space. Oh, by the way, this mall had something I had never seen before. So I'm, I'm walking out. I'm on the second level. And I look down, and there's people and kids. They're on these little go-kart things, but they're all shaped like stuffed animals. I guess they have four wheels, and there's uh, handlebars where the ears would be, and I guess that's where the throttle is. They must be all little electric-powered uh, vehicles. And uh, and I'm thinking, I'm saying, this is this is cool. This is, I mean, a huge mall. I was talking to the guy in the Columbia store. Uh, I wound up ordering the jacket online, got it cheaper um, through Amazon with no shipping. Uh he said, yeah, well, you know, we opened up just, they did. They opened up in March, I think it was, right when COVID hit. Most of the stores aren't open yet. You know, he said, you know, it's, uh, he said, most of the people here are here for the first time, just like you are today. I said, mm, you know, I get it. I get it. It was a nice day. Beautiful day. Yesterday. So, uh, anyway, yeah, zombie, zombie mall walkers. That's, uh. Were they masked? I mean, were oh, they yeah, following? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody was everybody was doing that, and uh, there was hand sanitizer and all over the place. Even I I partook of uh, of the hand sanitizer. Good gravy. I mean, why wouldn't I? And uh, so, so here we are, kids and kittens. We're going out with a little different music this week. Uh... We're playing Guy Lombardo's version of Old Lang Syne to take us into New Year's Eve. Never heard of it. I used to watch Guy Lombardo <laughs> when I was a kid. That, that was the big deal to stay up till midnight. We, uh, I, I, I think I speak for John when I say, again, we've had a rough year. We're looking forward to a better year coming up. The calendar changes. The problems we face don't, but I, 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 I firmly believe that, you know, we just put our foot down, put our foot into it. We'll, we'll power through this. We got, we got some interesting things coming up for the radio station uh, in the next, in 2021. We hope you folks will stay with us and or bring your friends. Uh, again, something. This is, this is a labor of love for John and myself. And so, with that, I'm. Uh, 
I'm just going to sign off now and say uh, Happy New Year. John? Well, thank you everybody who was listening today and who has listened throughout uh, 2020. Uh, we'll be back uh, same old crap here uh, in 2021. So, hope you join us. For Mr. Ed Van Ness, I'm John Shannon and I got the money. See ya! <laughs>